new on Curiosity Stream. With my infrared drone, I can see what others can't. Drone pilot Doug Thrawn uses his bird's eye view for the ultimate good, saving animals from desperate situations around the globe. Join the rescue effort on a new season of Doug to the Rescue. And you captured a Confederate steamboat. We're taking the ship to freedom. An enslaved crew, a stolen vessel, and a Civil War dash to salvation on impossible escapes. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Bradford Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. Once again, we are privileged to have Alex Cora on the Bradfoe Show, who's been on a few times. But, Alex, you've never been on this podcast. Why holding the title of bench coach of the Houston Astros? Congratulations, oh, my friend. Sorry about that. <clears throat> sorry about that. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, it's a pleasure to be back with you. Um, is this your first one of the year or no? It's episode two. We, re- we, we did a reboot. We had uh, Joe Kelly was episode one, your episode two, so this is the second one of the year. But once again, it's the first one with the bench coach of the Houston Astros. So oh, that's, that's we've amazing. never that's we've amazing. never done a podcast with the bench coach of the Houston Astros ever. That's, that's I mean this is this is great Hall of Fame material, <laughs> and uh, looking forward to see you the last weekend of the season when we go to uh, Fenway Park. Ooh. I think it's a four game series, so you know. Um, I'm I'm always looking at the schedule and see what's going on. So it might be very interesting that so, last weekend in Fenway Park. Someone is stealing signs in September, and I know who it's no, going to be. Will. We will, we will. <laughs> hey, so uh, the other uh, one of the other titles that you hold uh, is GM <laughs> of the Puerto Rican WBC team, correct? Yes, sir. Be- yes, sir. Because I ran into Carlos Delgado when I was in Dominican Republic, and he called you his boss, and so yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's when I knew that you were kind of a big deal. That's right. I mean, 475 home runs, and he calls me El Jefe. That means that you know, it's a big title. Yeah. Um, all kidding aside, uh, big, big, uh, going to be a big month for us here in Puerto Rico. Uh, we've been working on this project for almost, wow, probably a year and a half. <clears throat> talking about players and then situations and 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 it's it's such a big deal for us and we saw what happened in 2013 you know uh our team talent wise it wasn't great 
but they did an outstanding job playing solid baseball for for over two and a half weeks and you know finished second in the tournament and uh the expectations this year are off the roof you know the i mean with the talent we have especially those kids in the infield you know uh, Correa, Francisco Lindor, Javi Baez um i mean it was expected but uh you know we finished second and and everybody feels that with the talent we have this year we should win it it's not that easy but that's what people are talking here in our little island <laughs> your little <laughs> island the so yeah. you you had never been part of this w- wbc before right mm-hmm. not not in the front office i played on the first two okay 2006 2009 uh in the first one we hosted we hosted two two rounds here in Puerto Rico. We lost to Cuba in in the last game of the second round. We lost, I think it was five four or something like that. And then in the second one, we won the first. Uh, we advanced to the second round in Miami, and uh, we lost to the United States of America uh, with a walk off hit. Um, at that time, my teammate with the New York Mets, David Captain America Wright, oh, uh, blooped single to right field. He, he got, I mean, he he got jammed. A single's a single. And, uh, it's all the same in the book. Don't don't. Yeah, I mean, don't yeah. bloop it up. It's it's no, it's I know results. Yeah. It's a results business. You know that. You know that. Yeah. The, and he so, put me on a card to uh, after that bloop single. He put me on a card to Port St. Lucie and finished spring training. It was. Fun times, good times. Hey, so so having played in this, right? So as having played in this, and now as the person who is constructing the team, I want to get your take. I have a real problem with the WBC, and and I'm and by the end of the podcast, I want you to change my mind. And you know what my the easy road to my problem is is that it gets guys hurt for the season, and and that's why you don't have guys play. Um, so. Tell me, tell me why I shouldn't be worried about it. Why I should say this is a great event. These guys are playing for their country, and it's it's not a concern heading into the to regular season, uh, and it's it's all worth it for Major League Baseball. Tell me why I would be wrong if I said this thing shouldn't exist because it's only getting guys hurt. <laughs> uh, I don't think everybody gets hurt. That's the that's uh, I mean. Who got hurt? Oh my hurt, goodness! I, all right, so let's go back to 2009. Your buddy Pedroia, uh, Euclid, Dice K came back throwing 85 miles an hour and was never the same. Hanley Ramirez goes in 2013, uh, injures his hand and is out two months for the first. I mean, I can go down the list, and I'm not saying that everyone does this. And my point, Alex, is that when we get into it, it's going to be exciting and people are going to get wrapped up into it. But I can look at pitchers, especially. And this is, and as part of well, going, going to the pitching, let okay, me, let sure. me, let me help go ahead. With the pitching. Okay. Okay. Um, we got a few cases, you know, uh, Jose De Leon with the Dodgers, Jose Barrios with the uh, Minnesota twins. Yeah. And obviously there's concern. I, I get that. Um, if Jose De Leon pitches in the first game for us, he already has two outings in spring training. He's built up to pitch 60, 60 pitches, and that's the rule, I think. You know, I, I got to go over the rules. Yep, you know? yep. I, I think it's 60 pitches the first time. So we're not adding 30 more innings 
the workload they have in spring training. You know, the only difference is that adrenaline and competition comes into play. Players have to be responsible. You know, right now, Felix Hernandez is in Venezuela pitching. Uh, Hanley Ramirez is in the Dominican, Dominican Republic playing. Yep. Uh, Nelson Cruz is in the Dominican Republic playing. And I get it. You know, um, there's no winter ball in the United States, and the guys are not going to, hey, I'm going to go ahead and, and play, you know. I'm not going to get a call from Dustin Pedroia, hey, I want to play for your team to get ready for the WBC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you would not be getting that time, call. That is correct, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know <laughs> that. But at the same time, uh, there's a lot of a lot of players that, you know, they're getting prepared for this. And I know it's only, what, uh, 10 days before, you know, spring training. You, you get you get like six or seven games before you you get together with your team. And it's not enough repetition. And it's not a bats. I can care less how many a bats Carlos Correa gets before we face Venezuela and Mexico. I care about him playing defense for seven innings. You know, yeah. playing defense for nine innings. You know, get your feet under you. Uh, preparation is very important. Uh, Francisco Lindor, who, he was supposed to play here for for a, a handful of games, you know, to play in front of his country. But he decided to stay in, in Orlando because he, the last game of the season was November 1st, I think it was, whatever. Right. He, didn't have time, he didn't have time to start working out and get ready for here. He's like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start working out and get ready for the tournament. So, I mean, preparation is a lot different. But Hanley Ramirez, I think he broke his finger. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was game. a it was a fluke thing. I get that. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna happen, you know. Uh, and I know they're an investment, but uh, I cannot convince you. I know that right now. <laughs> but if you if you go in there as a player, and I won a, a you know I was part of a World Series champ uh, champions in 2007. By the way, 10 year anniversary. Don't be afraid to do it. The last. Last uh, weekend of the season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so basically, you just want to be honored when you show up in one way or the other. I mean, no, I just want, hey, man, the, the, the dinner and the hangout, you know, they, they do. I, I tell you what, job, I, I will, I, it, to, to celebrate Alex Cora's uh, cont- contribution to the 2007 World Series, I will buy you Let's dinner. celebrate April and May. Okay. People can, let's celebrate April and May 2007. And people, hey, you, you know how it is. They love that part of Alex. The, the, oh, no. Listen, <laughs> listen. The, two things. You have two claims to fame, and we've gone through this on the podcast before. Number one, basically taking full responsibility for Dustin Pedroia's career uh, oh, by, by, by getting him through that first month. And number two, being the only defensive replacement shortstop in the history of baseball. <laughs> so, so, but I want to, I want to, I want to stay on the but WB. Let's go back. Let's go back. Yeah, yeah let's go back. Oh, what? So, do, get into that clubhouse. Yeah, and this is from the player's standpoint. Okay, my first WBC: Paz Rodriguez, Bernie Williams, Carlos Beltran, uh, Javi Vasquez. You know, it, it was just to be around Carlos Delgado. You know, it, it, it was just I, I and you know I play with Manny and David and Chef and Bobby Bonilla and all those guys but with your countryman it's it's different man you know uh it's it's a once well it was actually two two it happened twice but you you don't take it for granted you know the the team chemistry, the hangouts. Right. Okay. You know, okay. So I want to jump. I, w- I want to jump in right there because you you touched on a couple things. I'll start here. 
is that this is one of my problems is that you have you have you said it being being around your teammates and your countrymen it's a cool thing and i get the sense that for some of the younger guys it's that's what it is it's like i want to be part of the group i want to be i want to hang out with my buddies and and i'll give you an example eduardo rodriguez should not be playing the wbc and i i said this before he even tweaked his knee this is a guy who is going to be competing for a spot in the rotation, but I get the sense for younger guys, and you can speak better of this than I can, but it is that element of I want to I play with my buddies during this time because it's a fun thing and it's a cool thing. Um, I, don't, I don't think they want to play with your buddies. You know, if you come down here, and this is the difference between, and I think the United States are doing an outstanding job putting the team together this year. and. They've always been talented. That, that, you know, the, the whole thing that they have a super team this year, well, they had super teams before, but they're doing a good job. But you want to play for your country. It's not like, like Francisco Lindor wants to play with Carlos Correa and Javi Baez. No, he wants to play for his country. You know? And uh, there are certain situations as a GM that I had run into already, uh, guys that are in their first year in spring training and, and you know, they want to be – Stay with the teams, and we get it. We defend them. You know what I mean. Yep. I don't have a problem with that because it's still your job. Let's be honest. And and as soon as this thing is over, you you're gonna be a Red Sox, or you're gonna be an Astro, or you're gonna be whatever. You know, you're gonna play for your team. But for me, I have. You know, I never hesitated. The two times they called me, I didn't hesitate when they asked me to be the GM. Um, people see it differently. You know, you see it differently. I see it differently. But when you are part of it and, and and you see, you know, Carlos Beltran climbing off the wall, you know, climbing the wall and, and making a play and playing with emotion, emotions that he doesn't show when he's playing at the that's, level. But, but Alex, that's, that's, that's cool, my man. problem. That's my I problem. Al- Carlos, Do- Carlos Delgado should not be climbing a wall in March. And He's that, gonna be climbing it in Kissimmee. Or no, he shouldn't. No, no, he should be. And yeah. and that goes to you talked earlier about um, about these guys. I don't care if they hit and just being out for there for seven and nine innings. I remember one of the things early in March. You, these guys, you can speak. You go. You are going to win this argument, Alex. I can tell you right now. Okay. But one of the things because you played and you've been there. But one of the things I remember is. These guys not being equipped to standing cleats for nine innings in in early March, I, guys have guys said that to me before. I don't know. Maybe those are the, those guys. I don't know. Is that a concern at all? Because I do know that yeah. you have some of these that's oblique what, oblique injuries. And yeah, go ahead. We sent a memo the other day, and we told our players put cleats on and stand on cement for like two hours. <laughs> So you can get ready for the WBC. <laughs> that, hey, no, See, no, you're, you're, you're thinking you're thinking outside the box. I like you. I like how you're running this team. No, listen, listen to this, and and this is more serious than you know the whole conversation. It's been serious, but in my situation, I'm the bench coach of the Houston Astros. I got Carlos Correa. I got Carlos Beltran that are going to play for Team Puerto Rico, and. If something happens to Carlos, either either Carlos during the tournament, I know it's gonna hey man, it's gonna be negative for the Houston Astros, which is my quote unquote real job. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I all those concerns I have them. 
I have them, to be honest with you, especially now that I, I'm I'm working for for an organization. But you know, I, I know people who say, well, you can get hurt at home or training, you know, whatever. But it doesn't matter, you know. If, if you see them getting hurt playing, is is hey, it's gonna take a hit or to to the Astros or the Red Sox or whoever, you know. And that's tough to to swallow because there's 162 games that organizations are preparing for to win most of them and make it to the playoffs, you know, and uh, it, it, it will suck, you know, if somebody gets hurt, hopefully it doesn't happen. But now that I'm in the other side, man, it, it's yeah. a concern. I, I'm honest. I, it's a concern. You know, I don't want to see Carlos Beltran, you know, playing the outfield because we needed him that day in the outfield and something happens. And that, that lineup that we have built over the course of the off season we won't have Carlos for a month and a half, you know, and well, well, that's, that's well, a real Will Beltran, I, 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 will I, you I, treat I, Beltran any – that's a good example. Will you treat Beltran any differently? Um, this is an older player. This is a guy, you know, who is probably going to DH a lot. And and it, will you will you treat him any differently in terms of maybe not playing in the outfield in the WBC uh, as much as he might? So that, that, that conversation already happened. Uh, we, I talked to Carlos two weeks ago and, and we put the plan out there, you know, and, 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 um, organizations cannot tell you what to do, but you know, they can, man, I'm the bench coach, you know, I know the plan. So, so I know what we need to do during the tournament to, to keep Carlos in shape, you know, baseball wise and to keep him healthy. And, and, and. One of those is most likely Carlos is going to DH for us most of the time. Mm-hmm. And in case of an emergency or, or a lineup, you know, that we need, he might play a little bit of the outfield, but we know, I, I know the roles. It's, it's like Francisco Lindor, you know. You really think the Cleveland Indians want Francisco Lindor to play a few innings at second base? No, no. And, and we, as an organization, I'm talking Team Puerto Rico, have to recognize all these situations. You know, you talk to the teams. You ask them what you can do. Let's say the Houston Astros tell me uh, Carlos Correa cannot play another position. He can only play shortstop. Well, you know what? That's a problem for us to have because, well, we have Lindor, we got Correa, we got Carlos Beltran. So that DH spot, we there's only only one guy that can DH at night. You know, so we're gonna have either Lindor on the bench or Correa on the bench because of these situations. And you know, it's not easy to to work with this. There's a few situations that come up daily, Rob, daily. This is, I mean. Yeah, it's been a lot of your time, right? Asking, from players asking that, am I going to play every day? You know, am, gonna, am I going to get my bats? What position am I going to play? To organizations talking about, well, it happened, you know, he was hurt. You know, he's not ready to go. I'm concerned about what inning he's going to pitch during the tournament. The only the only thing set in stone for Team Puerto Rico is that if we have a lead in the ninth inning, Edwin Diaz is going to pitch that inning. That's the only thing that we have going right now. Obviously, a lot of people know that Lindor is going to play, Correa is going to play, Beltran is going to play, uh, Yari Molina. You know he's going to catch, you know. And but but the other stuff, man, daily, man, different stuff that comes up. I talk to more GMs now that I talk throughout the, my career. You know, they 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 call me more now. You know, they they show a lot of interest in Alex Cora. For the right reasons, you know. I'm like, damn, they never call me when I play. That sucks. <laughs> well, the, it, so in terms of – Are you going to cover the tournament? 
well, I would like to. I, I, I would. I honestly, I would like to. I've covered it before. I went up to Toronto to cover. Uh, oh, U- that was intense. Yeah, was U.S. Intense. And and honestly, Alex, it was great. Uh, you went to cover for Pedroia. You, you oh, Pedroia. Yeah, well, though, so that was when was that? Two thousand nine. Yeah, so yeah, that's two thousand nine. And no, there was nobody covering it. It was great. I mean, you had all these guys, and they were right there, and you talked to them, and everyone was loose and and having a good time. And Pedroia was actually doing uh, a, a first person. He was doing a diary for us. It said by Dustin Pedroia, but you you can understand who was actually writing that. And of course. Um, but he got hurt. I remember because he went to Toronto and then he went to Miami and showed up. And there's everybody around Pedroia. All the media's around Pedroia. Like, what's happened? And he heard his oblique. So he was uh, he was not playing. The question I wanted to get did he, did he came back after that and he played opening day or he lost time. Uh, no, I think it was early enough. Yeah, I think he came back. He played opening day. Yeah, I think I think Petey didn't want to hang out in Miami. He's not a big fan of Miami. <laughs> yeah, well, like but he was, he was it was the second round. He was already down going down that road. You, he was over eight. I think. <laughs> he was, he, I'm not going to say I'm not going to confirm or deny if he he was the one <laughs> if he, if he was going to if he was the one complaining about standing around in cleats, but uh, it may have been him. <laughs> may not have been. But didn't they bring Brian Roberts after that and he stole second in a big game and they you see it turned out to be a good move by Team USA. Brian Roberts came in for Petey and he stole a base in, in the ninth inning against us and then he scored the win run. So you know, hey man. <laughs> team player doesn't portray it's, it's a bit, listen, you have a much better memory when it comes to WPC than I do. <laughs> but I do remember I do remember and I mentioned it before. If you, if, if there's a very real thing with pitchers. This is I can can go and give you evidence yeah, that yeah, there yeah. is a with starters, not so much relief pitchers, but with starters, that it is a challenging, challenging thing. And you talked about innings limit, and but you also talked about the adrenaline that these guys have, and that's the thing you can't reel in. And once you get going, it's a little bit different than just getting your work in on March 12th. And and you're in your working on your changeup, right? Working your changeup. I mean, you are busting out all your pitches, and and the example I always use is Daisuke, fair or not. But that was very real. He didn't even come to spring training. I mean, he went straight to the Japanese team, and by the time he got to the Red Sox, I was in Orlando. He's throwing eighty-five miles an hour, and that's midway through March. So he was changing speeds with his fastball. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how's he how's he pitching? By the is he still pitching? He's there? done. Actually, he's done. He pitched. <laughs> He pitched okay. He pitched seven innings the other day. Yeah. And then he left. That was it. I think they have to report to their team early enough that he wasn't going to be able to pitch in the playoffs here. So I think he went back to Japan already. Okay. So anyway, how do you – um? so you, you talked a little bit about how you can harness this. I think the overall takeaway is you just do your best with the guidelines that you have, and that includes – you know the pitch, pitching limits. Yeah, and, but they got that new rule, Rob. That yeah. you know, um, is you got that. Uh, there's a new rule. You you have ten pitchers, uh, and you keep them in their spin uh, with their team. Uh, let's say, and this is the example they use during uh, during one of the meetings in New York. Yeah, Clayton Kershaw. You know, he stays with the Dodgers, and he's in this uh, this this list and. If you advance, you can substitute pitchers. So let's say Kershaw, Team USA goes to to the second round. They advance Miami. Yeah. They feel Kershaw can pitch in the second round. Well, they take out Scherzer and you add Kershaw. So oh. in, that, in that case, is is you know, 
it's a it's a cool well it's not a cool for for us that we don't have Kershaw and Bumgarner right, right, and, right. and Price and Sale. I it's not it's not something that we can do, but like Team USA can do that. Right. So, they, so, they, 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 so that's so, a good that's a good way to, to right. So to, so you have a, you have guys on the list, and then say and and uh, and initially say this. Use David Price as an example. David Price says, "I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to uh, be with a team at least for the first round." And you go yeah. through the first round, and maybe a, a, another starter said, "Okay, I got my work in, but I want to go back to the team." They can drop price. Price can be dropped back in. Say, "Okay, now yeah. I'm going to be there for the second round." Yeah, that's the way it's going to work. And that's uh, that's not and because think be, this is this is what this is what uh, the rumor out there. And I I don't run Team USA, and you know I I joke around with yeah. I can care less. You know you you're going to be who you're. I mean, in the, in the tournament, it really doesn't matter. At the end of the day. You know, you catch the ball, you hit the ball. You, I mean, you're facing guys that you, you don't even have idea. Nelson Figueroa was our best pitcher in the last one. He beat Venezuela, and he pitched great against Team USA. Nelson Figueroa, you know, like right. tournament, AAA guy, furry guy, big leagues, whatever. Oh, I remember uh, De- I remember De Leon, the, who was with the Red Sox at that time. He had a, he had a couple of good moments. Yeah, yeah. So De, De La Torre, De La Torre. I'm sorry, yes. He, yeah, he struck out uh, Adam Jones with the bases loaded yes. in the seventh inning. Yeah, yeah, good slider. But, you know, the rumor is that Bumgarner might be in line to pitch the semifinal game. And obviously, if they advance to the finals, Dodger Stadium, all this stuff, Kershaw might pitch that game. And I don't have a problem with that. I think it's a good way to keep your 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 pitchers under, under your eye and keep them, quote-unquote, healthy. And when he's ready to go, he's ready to go, you know, and, and, and that's a good rule. I think that's a good adjustment. Yeah. It doesn't benefit everybody. No. It benefits Team USA, uh, Dominican Republic, and Japan because they got the deepest ta- uh, talent, you know, uh, of all of them. But uh, I think it's a good rule. I think no, I, I, rule. I, I'm totally with you because as it referenced last before, it was just – you had the roster, and those are the guys. Who, once you yes. started playing, that was your roster the whole time, right? Yes, yeah. yes. I, I think that that was the case, unless somebody got hurt, whatever. But I think that's a good rule, pitching wise. Yeah, um, no, it's, it's you got a few guys like like a guy like Jose De Leon. Let's say the Dodgers, they cannot tell him not to play to pitch, but hey, how about stay with us and be ready for the second round? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll take that. You know, uh, we. We advance the first round, and we call Jose, and they stay with their team. You don't travel with uh with your with your country. You right. stay with the team. So that's that's a good one. You call, hey, I want I want De Leon to fly to San Diego to pitch against whoever. Is- boom, boom, he pitches five innings. Take it to the house. Yeah, you know? you're back. You're back with your team. Um, did you, have you noticed? Because uh, I, the Red Sox, especially in the last couple times they've had the WBC, or at least the last time. They were did a very good job of, of reeling guys in and keeping them away from the WBC. Have you noticed any difference in terms of from what Major League Baseball of of saying, hey, you know what, we really want to encourage guys playing more than more than ever? They're take a look at their list. Um, I saw a lineup the other day, Team USA. You're not going to have a problem with the Dominican with the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Venezuela. I don't know why, but you know the guys are going to play. You know, they. I mean, Carlos Beltran in the last one, he fouled off a ball off his toe in the last game before he reported with Team Puerto Rico, and 
Edwin Rodriguez, who's the manager for us, he's like, Alex, I saw that. I was like, this guy ain't playing. And, and St. Louis like, Carlos, man, I don't know. He's like, wait, 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 wait. What are you talking about? I'm playing, by the way. Yeah. So he left. But but <laughs> I think teams teams are, are you know, they, they give you a reason. You know, they're like in between sometimes. You know, I heard from GM saying, well, you know what? This kid, he's going to be a big part of us. You know, but I'm like, well, how about this kid facing uh, Victor Martinez, Miguel Cabrera, and Rugnet Odor in the eighth inning of a meaningful game? Right. You know, instead of facing uh, Rob Bradford, Alex Cora, and whoever yeah. from A ball. One of those. One of those. One of those three would be tough to face. Yes. Yeah, uh, but you know what I mean. Like, yes. Let's say, yeah, especially you. Probably. Yes. Yes. Uh, but you know what I mean, like. If you got a kid that you might count on him during the season, I will encourage Alex take him. I want to see this, you know. If you're a reliever, you know what I mean. Yeah. And uh, it's a good showcase. It's a good showcase, and um, you know how it is. You're not gonna win a job pitching the eighth inning in spring training. Uh, they they just want you around and and get your work in and hopefully well no not 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 necessarily not pitchers but guys have won jobs for when other guys have left nick green is a guy use an example he basically yeah. won a job because uh who left somebody left i don't know he won a job because of there was an opening and and that's my point with a guy like rodriguez and maybe you disagree is that he's i was surprised he was pitching in dominican rain in venezuela oh it was it was dumb it was dumb because, and this wasn't. This was a first guess. It wasn't a second guess, it, because once once you have that dynamic of a, you have six starters, and there is a very real competition for that for two of the last three spots, then you have to be. You have to show your coaches. You have to show the guys, your coaches. I can do this, and I. You know the value of being around the coaches, your own coaches, yeah. every day. And, to be honest with you, and and. Uh... There's going to be certain situations that are going to come up for us in the upcoming days. And uh, I tell the players, I'm like, dude, do what you got to do for your family, not for your country. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, and what, what, I, what I'm trying to tell them is like, you got to take care of you. And if you feel that you have to be in spring training to – Show your team that you are a big leaguer and you're gonna make a team. A team will go. I'm not. I'm not gonna go out in public and say, "Oh, this guy didn't want to play for Puerto Rico. He wanted to play for the Boston Red Sox." No, man. No, that's not the case. And we have those. We had those conversations in the last two weeks, and we're gonna have that conversation in the upcoming weeks. So you know, it's just a matter of uh, you gotta be smart enough. And I don't want to think for Eduardo, but in his situation, knowing what's going on with. Uh, with the Boston Red Sox, hey man, I, I really don't care if he pitches for Venezuela. You know they have a great team, but you got to put your career in front of your heart. You know it's, it is a tough decision sometimes, and you feel the pressure. But at the end of the day, you're like, you know what, man, I I got to take care of my family, man. I got to make a team because if not, if I leave and 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 somebody steps up, I'm gonna be in Pawtucket or I'm gonna be in Fresno or whatever, or whatever situation he's in. You know so. It's not as easy as oh, I'm gonna play for your country for my country. You gotta think about it. And uh, I, if I'm if I'm in those spots, Rob, yeah, I'll be thinking about Alex Cora first. You know, and oh, you I gotta, gotta make some money. I gotta do that. Yeah, were you uh, disappointed that Strowman didn't go with you? Not really. Um, one thing we we've been 
saying that all along, you know, the case of Nolan Arenado, George Springer, Stroman, um, people here, they were going crazy. Like, oh, we're going to miss those guys. But like, how do you know we're going to miss them? They they were never part of us, you know, of, of our team, you know? Right. That we wanted them to pitch for us, of course, you know, or play for us, of course. I think one thing that didn't help for us is that we didn't host, you know? And uh, if we would have host, well, at least one round, I think it would change, you know, because they never been part of something like this big here, you know, and then, and their their families, they, they wanted to experience that. As, as soon as they send us to me- Mexico, I was like, this is not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll hey. be interesting. But you know what? It's going to be interesting, like Marcus, you know, he's in the 50 provisional list of Team USA. Is he going to be a starter for Team USA? I, I don't know. Is he going to be able to pitch for them? I don't know how that's going to work. One thing for us, it was 100% sure that he was going to pitch five innings for us in the first outing. You know, right? He was going to be out there. Yeah. Is uh, who who do you what Red Sox connections do you have on your team? Any Pinero, uh, Joel and Pinero? Is he pitching for you? Joel is pitching for us. Oh, yeah. nice. He's pitching, uh, no, no, that's, here. that's that's a long way back that Red Sox connection, but still, I know it's a Red Sox connection. That's those seven, ten years. Oh yeah. Years. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, JC Romero, you know, you know who's throwing well and teams are calling. Yeah. JC Romero. Really. JC Romero. Yeah. 89, 90, topping 91, getting lefties out. And both of those guys, and that's the special thing about this tournament, they were quote-unquote retired. I saw JC for David's uh, retirement party in Boston, and he's like, I'm going to put you in a, a tough spot here. I'm going to pitch winter ball, and I'm going to make the team. Huh. I said, well, buddy, you come to Puerto Rico, you pitch, you have to dominate. And if you do that, you get a shot to make the team. You know what, Rob? Yeah. Dominated uh, during the during the season, and that's a cool story. You know, that's like wow. No, it's good. It's good. You know, good. You know and and awesome. it's it's different guys like that. I'll, I'll give another one. Team Israel, Craig Breslow. You know, he might have an opportunity yeah. to open some eyes. And and uh, how about Vasquez? Is he was he is he on the list at least? He's uh we, we well, this is our situation with the catchers. We got Yadi. And, you know, he's going to catch. Yeah, you have five Molinas, and so they're taking up all the spots. And, and then after that, you got Roberto Perez, Christian Vasquez, Martin Maldonado, Rene Rivera. You can only take three. And yeah. you, you already have one spot. And nothing against Christian, but I think Christian is in a situation that one we just talked two minutes ago. Yeah. Kind of like, you, hey, man, you, you know, you put this in balance. I'm not saying he's going to make our team, or he's not, but you talk about it. You talk to the kids and say, hey, how you feel about this? How you feel about the Red Sox? What do you think? And, and you know, we have that conversation and then we make a decision. But um, it, it's a tough one because uh, sometimes these kids feel that the tournament, is, this, this might be the last WBC. Yep. You know, there's rumors out there that it might be. So they, you really want to be a part of it and you think about that. But then you have to make a conscious decision what's better for your career. So that's one of those. Last question. You've been very gracious with your time, as always. Uh, Ruzne Castillo. I was, uh, what's, now, I know I saw his stats. I saw his batting average. It looks like he's hitting the ball pretty well. You had him in brief spurts last couple winners. Uh, do you see any difference in him, and what's the status of him? One thing about him, and I'm not going to get caught up on the hype and the numbers and all that. His mom is here. His kid is here there's something different as far as like off the field stuff, you know, like and we were talking about it. We were actually hanging out yesterday at a buddy's 
uh, a friend of mine, you know, we, we were, we were there just talking, having a few drinks and having dinner. And I, I told my girlfriend, I said, you know what? Think about it. This kid, you know, because when, when one of your parents pass away, he passed away. That's it. You know, it's over, you know, whatever, you're not going to see him again. But when you have a family member that, you know, they're still alive and you cannot see them, mm-hmm. it has to be tough, you know? And, uh, they're here. They're hanging out. His kid is here. His, his mother. One thing about hitting, uh, I don't get too much into mechanics and stuff like that with players because I respect that they play for organizations and they have their own plan. But the other day I had a conversation with him. I say, hey, man, because I was sitting right behind the plate and I, I get a spray chart from uh, Inside Edge yep. from Rusnik Castillo. And there's a lot of balls that he drives to right center, especially against lefties up the middle, but against righties. You see all this the Red Sea in between shortstop and third base, you know, the rollover. Yep. You know? So he has problems catching up with that pitch, but he doesn't have a problem with pitches outside and he can drive it to right field. So I say, Hey man, you know I never talk hitting up with you and you know how much I like you, I respect you and all that. But where you like to hit the ball, you know, where's your happy zone? He's like, Well, Alex, you know, up and out of the plate. I go, so why are you on top of the plate? He's like, what do you mean? I say, well, this is simple. And I'm a 237 hitter, but I was a 237 hitter, but. Not not in April of 2007. No, that was 415 with two bombs or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) But if you want the pitcher to pound you in because you can handle the pitch and you can drive it out of the ballpark, you get on top of the plate. Anthony Rizzo, you know, he gets on top of the plate. He, he he recognizes pitches. I don't know how because he's hanging right there. They try to come in. He keeps the ball fair and he's out of the ballpark. No? Yep. Agree with me? Yep. Reason. So that's the example I use. Um, if you want to drive the ball to right center, you got to get off the plate. And he, you know, for, and I hate using Cubans, you know, as a whole, whatever. Yep. Because you talk about Yassiel, he's very aggressive. He swings. Well, with Rusnay, it's the other way around. He, for me, he's too passive, you know, like he understands the strike zone. It's more like he sees the ball and then he decides, oh, I'm going to attack, you know, instead of be, I'm hitting, 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 and then I take. You you, you, you get my point. Yep. So I go, you're disciplined enough. You feel you're disciplined? And he's like, yeah, I'm disciplined. So get off the plate. And this is winter ball. They throwing from, you see guys throwing 87, you see guys throwing 95, 96, you know. So don't go by the results from now on. But get off the plate and be disciplined enough in the inside part of the plate to take that pitch. They're going to go in, in, in. You might be 2-0, 3-1, and then what they have to do. They have to go out outside, and that's your strength. So far, so good, Rob. You know, uh, and he's done that? He's, he's done that? I mean, he's, yeah. he's made that adjustment? He yeah. Yeah. yeah, he did. He did. He did. So we'll see. You know, um, He hasn't heard from you – know, not too many people from the Red Sox have called have call about him. They just wanted to play. He wanted to play. So they let him play, and he's he played center field for a while. Now he's playing left field. He's healthy. He's actually running the bases a little bit better than than before, being more aggressive. He doesn't look as big, like strong, you know, like the last year or two years ago. Mm-hmm. He looks very athletic, but you know, I've been I've been in this train before, and uh, I got burned the first time. A lot of people at Twitter, they, they remind me that, you know. So I'm going to keep it the way it is. I hope he can help us win a championship. Hey. And like I said, like I always said, man, 
Uh, if it's not with the Red Sox, they got a talented outfield. Hopefully something happens, you know, and somebody gives him 450 at-bats and see what happens. I'll say this, Alex, that the Red Sox are very thin. They're thinner than they've ever had, at the, at the, especially in the outfield at the, at the upper levels. And if, mm-hmm. if anything happens, this is his best opportunity. Like, he made the opening day roster for some inexplicable reason last year. There was no place for him to play. But if they are so thin because you just don't have the prospects you do, that if anything happens, he's in a great spot, I think. I don't know. That's just me. So, yeah. there you go. We'll see. You know, he needs, he needs to handle 94 inside. Yeah. And one, and we talk about it. I, yes, I told him. I said, you know – you know which uh, which swing I haven't seen in two weeks? He's like, yeah, the rollover <laughs> shortstop. <laughs> He's like, well, maybe I'm gonna see him in two days again. But that, you know, I, I just it was just like a friendly reminder of, yeah. hey man, good for you because sometimes you know, man, you talk to him and everything. You know, he struggled. Let's be honest, and 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 it's not easy to play there when you struggle, especially with the expectations and all the money he got. But it was kind of like, hey man. You, you're still a good player, you know. You're not bad. You're not a bad player. It's just sometimes you got to remind players who they are and what they can do, and, and hopefully it works out, man. Hopefully not. Hopefully, I tell you what. Not in September. And <laughs> that in those four games, at the end, hopefully he's not. Well, if he's there, he struggles against us. To be honest with you. All of them, Pedroia too. Oh, look, look at you already talking shit. I love it. Um, uh, so anyway, this is a, it's, it was an honor because I get the feeling this is going to be the year of Alex Cora, 2017. And so there's, if, if, if everybody, everybody I've had on this year has had a great year so far. Joe Kelly was the first one, and now it's Alex Cora. And uh, so thank you so, so much for, for starting what is going to be the year of Cora right here on the Bradford Show. We got, we, got, we got Coras all over the big leagues now. Pittsburgh, Houston, I mean, that's how we roll. I, well, listen, you guys, they play Pittsburgh this year? First, yeah, first series. They open with them. Oh, so you can, you, hey, man, the, the Joey Cora podcast. The, the, go I, into I, him and tell him. I get he, the, he's, he's, he's a red ass. He's tough. You know, <laughs> he's not very friendly. So I don't, it's all right. I don't know how that's going to work. I'll get all the but, dirt. Uh, I, I bet one thing he can get going on is giving me dirt on you. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Alex, thanks so much. No problem, man. Take care. Happy New Year. And uh, to everybody over there, thank you for all the support, you know, and, uh, it's going to be different now, but, hey, always looking for them, <laughs> for, for the fans and for the people in Boston. You know, I love that place, and and we, it was fun. It was fun for a while. Go Astros. New on Curiosity Stream. From time to time, we have collisions between asteroids and the Earth. We track them. We study them. We hope the big one never comes. Don't look up. It's Asteroid Rush. And alligators. They rarely get sick. They even outlasted the dinosaurs. Could they hold the secret to human longevity? Their blood could have antibacterial applications. Wade into the investigation on immortal alligators. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. 
You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors have the expertise to find exactly what you need and the ethics to do the right thing, even when it's the harder thing. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. 